Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Here's your host. We are the Crafting Couple. Hello. Notice I didn't say the S this week. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I learned from the last podcast that we are we are going to be bringing you some you know good stories. We think anyway, and a couple of craft beers that we've selected. And so I kind of just want to dive right into everything and um, start off with this wonderful looking can. Um, very soothing. Now, very so- oh, go can't ahead. you call this segment like how you guys do in your podcast? What's that? What are you drinking? What are you? What are you drinking? Where do you want to be drinking? Or yeah. who do you want to be drinking? Yeah. Like, who do you Whatever is called. This is it. <laughs> we're starting off. Yeah, but see, we're doing three segments intermittent other articles. So Well, that's fine. But like, yes. the first thing is, what are you drinking? What do you want to be drinking? And the first answer to that question is this terrapin. It's called the high five, people. And we have this here. High five IPA. <laughs> and then, you know what? They have really fun names on the top. They have Boogie. Slap hands, paddle, camp, and surf. I love it. What happened to Calabunga? No. I don't know. But this bottle's this can's really fun. It's orange with their you know mm. great terrapin writing, and it's got a surfboard on a beach and. Love me some terrapin. And the color of this is like relevant to Gorgeous. this can. Gorgeous. It's actually not very. It's got like a, a pale orange look to it. Very clear. I can see my fingers. It smells in. delicious. Mmm. Makes it very hoppy. Yeah, hot, but not, not <clears throat> like overpoweringly hoppy. No, kicks you. Well, it's not gonna make you swirl underneath the waves if you have the hop waves, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's good. It's I actually like it. very tasty. So, what we're gonna do now? Get into our first little article here that I found from Cleat Report. I'm not sure where the name Cleat Report comes from. I'm guessing it has to do with a lot of sports because they're talking about craft beer and baseball. So it's called the cleat report. Yeah, so I think that's a little, the uh, great twist, right? Yeah, but it's as you say, you don't know where it comes from. It comes from sports. Yeah, that's where I was getting at. Cleats. Let's <laughs> go there. Wow, I was going there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what this article is talking about is baseball and beer go hand in hand. They have since the early 1900s, and then during the uh, mid 50s and and sooner, uh, beer companies were able to use their ability of uh, having people go to games and then market to them. So really what the article kind of ends up saying is how millennials are not going to games as much as, as what they're hoping for. And so they're looking for a pool, which is craft beer, because everybody knows millennials are the one of the number one craft beer uh, pools in the entire country. Yeah, so, it's like a generation. Pretty much of craft beer drinkers. Yeah. So what they're doing in uh, five ballparks, so... Teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, and things like that, they don't need partnerships, What? which I really love the Yankees. Uh, just going to throw that out there. But they don't really need the pool as much. The Yankees, the Dodgers, and teams that are in the upper tiers, but they don't really need to partner up with these craft beer companies. Yeah, because their name sells and themselves. what they stand for, as you said exactly, sells I mean, themselves. The Yankees, what, 26, 27, 28 championships? I've lost track now. There's a whole Agreed. banner of stuff over here in Tampa course for the for the Yankees training facility but but teams like uh let's see here we got a we got the Kansas City uh oh god Kansas City Royals Colorado Rockies uh oh god I don't even know all these names Seattle Mariners I'm thinking base, I'm thinking football right now my mind's totally on football Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers all of these guys they're in the bottom 10 of media market coverage so meaning playing well and marketing themselves is in a unique way 
to bring customers to their to their stadiums like millennials they've actually done a lot of thinking and they have now paved the way for craft beer to be in their stadiums tenfold so um, um, and what <clears throat> I wanted to point out real quick is that you know, obviously the number one way to attract fans is to put a great product on display. Mm -hmm. um, and the number two way is to outfit the stadium with must-experience places. <clears throat> if you're watching your team lose, again, it can be negative in any way, such as enjoying various craft brews, then that's the way to go. So I think this <clears throat> is going to be a really cool finishing oh, to our article for sure. Without a doubt. So basically what it is is at least these five teams right now, they have partnerships. So basically Blue Moon... Brews directly inside Colorado Stadium. Inside. Inside. The Royals uh, recently introduced a craft and draft section and uh, signed a partnership with local Boulevard Brewing Company. I love them. I think they're great. And Seattle over offers over 30 craft brews in their uh, outfield section and the outfield hosting over uh, outfield section and presents a special night on Fridays where local brewers can set up for an all-night hoppy hour. <laughs> That's, you can't beat Good. that. Um, and, of course, Cincinnati opened up an 85-foot bar in the outfield, hosting over 60 taps of beer. I don't know about you, but I'll take a flight of, like, everything because that will get me through nine innings of hopefully interesting hours. baseball. That's right. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Not so much about beer, but... Let's make sure that these prices are good. Let's make sure yeah. – because that's the number one thing. At least when I go to a game, if I'm going to spend $20 on a ticket, I don't want to be spending $10 for a 16-ounce pint. Yeah. I can buy that at the store or I can go to my local pub. And like I can <clears> say, especially getting on that pricing topic, is that's been a, a huge deterrent for me. I think I've only gone to a handful of Rays games, maybe three, yeah, maybe down here in the Tampa three. Market. And we're yeah. right here. But, you know, if I'm going in and paying 10, 12 bucks a beer and I just said paying 20 to 30 for my ticket, why would I want to drink there? I, I'm going to get toasted in the parking lot and then just save my money. So I think this could be really good, especially if their pricing is low within, you know, absolutely. the budget. You know, nobody wants to spend $25 for parking, no. $20 per ticket, well, and then get taxed $10 a beer. Especially if you're a millennial. Because you know we're not getting paid a whole lot of money to do our jobs. <laughs> I mean, come how far, on now. How many games can you afford to go to in, in, <sighs> in you know, one month, you know? But yeah. so those are just some of the things I think they can overcome those challenges, sure. especially if they do maybe 24-ounce pours for 8 bucks, maybe something like that. Then you're, you know, then you're getting literally uh, almost two 12-ounce beers, which is normal, normal can, for $4 a can, or for $4 uh, uh, an ounce, or $4 a, for every 12 ounces. So yeah. that kind of makes a little bit of sense. You know, I think, honestly, this would be a great conversation to have with the new Atlanta Falcons stadium that they're building because ah. they are doing this. They are making beer more affordable inside their stadiums. So that would be a great piece to look so up we into. So go to a Falcons game? <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, that's a well, travel time to Atlanta from, you know, we'll, we'll just stick to the Bucks at that point. But, or we could go just straight to the Steelers game. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving along, we have another big beer... Uh, company, but this time it's more on the end of the distribution company. And I'm actually going to read a little bit of this article because it's it's important for you listeners out there to understand what exactly it was going on. This is called 
Uh, Did big money stop craft beer from expanding in North Carolina? This was an article written by Jim Murrell. Hopefully I said his name right. Out of the Charlotte Observer in North Carolina. Basically, this article came out about two or three days ago. And it says, North Carolina beer distributors used political contributions this year to reinforce their battle with craft brewers. Uh, pouring more than $90,000 into campaigns of influential lawmakers. So right off the bat, the first sentence right out of the gate, that Money. just sounds bad. Yeah. I mean, it sounds terrible. So uh, the article carries on. <clears throat> And it goes on to say, like, much of the money went to legislative leaders and committee members who helped uh, kill the bill that pushed for craft freedom. We're going to get into that. Um, But basically, what it is, is uh, distributors gave Senate Republican leader Phil Berger $33,000. They gave House Speaker Tim Moore $21,000. Firstly, Tim, you're not doing a very good job because uh, Phil got about 12 more thousand dollars than you did. So, you know, you should probably market yourself a little better. And according to reports, uh, these are according to reports filed by the elections officials, they also gave at least $22,000 to members of the House Alcoholic Beverage and Control Committee. So they're basically trying to buy this uh, vote so that distribution companies in North Carolina are trying to pay off legislators so that this new bill doesn't pass or doesn't even get seen. So this is a total effort to raise the cap pitted on North Carolina's fast growing craft beer industry, uh, which basically right now has an economic impact of $1.2 billion. Just in North Carolina? Just in North Carolina. $1.2 billion. And apparently over $1.5 million have been given to uh, legislative officials over the past four years, which is quite a bit of moolah, a little bit of chunk change, right? So basically, uh, let's see here. Uh, of the or North Carolina has 205 craft beer breweries, so it's really growing. It's it's one of the nation's top growing uh, states for craft beer, and this whole bill is basically backed. So uh, Marino and Todd and Susie Ford of Charlotte's Noda Brewing led the fight to raise the 25,000 barrel cap of beer production to 200,000. So right now, here's what happens okay. in North Carolina. Yeah, go ahead. So <clears throat> you're telling me that. North Carolina as a whole can only brew 25, or is that each, each brewery? brewery? Yes, each, each brewery. brewery. So How many every barrels? Bre- 25,000 25, barrels. 25,000 barrels. So here's what, yes. what happens right now. Literally, producing one barrel above 25,000 forces brewers into a costly contract with one of the state's largest distributors. The franchise law then gives distributors control over sales, marketing, delivery, quality control, and even pricing. And the distributor essentially controls the rights to perpetuity. <laughs> perpetuity. I'm so bad wow, with that word. It's okay. According to the attorneys for craft beer brewers. So you brew 25,000 barrels as a small craft brewer. You're yeah. fine. You brew one over, and now you have to sign a contract. Sign your life away. With a and your distributor. Brewery. So now yeah. your, your, your production doesn't necessarily meet the demand, or maybe you're not expanded yet. Right. So now you're, you're, having to ex- you're forcefully having to expand to brew more because they have to make their money now. You're forcibly into this contract. One 
barrel. One barrel over forces you into a contract. And I and, think that's but, asinine. So this new bill is trying to get the, to 250000 Uh To 200000 200, So that's, that's a big jump. The bill from uh, Republican Chuck McGrady of Hendersonville, uh, he produ- he proposed a bill that would raise the production cap to 200,000 barrels. And uh, unfortunately, because of all the money that was given oh, no. to the uh, alcohol committee and all of these yeah. legislators, guess what? That provision was stripped before the bill came up for debate wow. in the ABC committee. So everything that That's everyone's sad. been working towards to increase from 25000 which is not a lot. I no, mean, it's a lot of to, beer, but it's not a lot. 200? To 200000 was stripped before the bill even went to the debate committee. Now... On the flip side, yes. distributors argue yes. that the current system helps craft brewers by expanding their markets and prohibiting craft, or excuse me, big brewers from having their own distribution systems and the greater market share. I'm sorry, distribution companies, but you're already that you're already yeah. AB InBev's distribution company. Yeah. They already pay you millions of dollars a year to only supply. <laughs> Amen, babe, I agree. They give you a kickback for making sure that 95% of their beer is sold. So don't give me that crap that you're looking out for the little guy when in essence the little guy who makes over 25,000 barrels has to then pay you. This is a money thing and it's a Ponzi and we'll call it a Ponzi scheme and it's messed up and I'm sorry there is no lie that you can tell great enough to even make yeah. this real for you Definitely so not cool. uh, you know as Sorry, a craft North beer carolina. brewer and all the craft beer breweries out there in north carolina we feel for you and uh we hope that something is done and that these uh these legislators are called out and these these election officials are called out on the money that they've received from distribution companies now this is and that money is handed down from the big guys right. the abm could you imagine like having an accident Let's say you had like a new hire on who was brewing your things and like you're coming close to your this quota time. And he Could just happens to barrel imagine? that one or that 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 two twenty five thousand in beer, one that, barrel. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> like he just miscounted, or right? Something. That would totally. And then suck. how much time and effort is 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 put into counting all these barrels too? Uh, I mean, yeah, like, your accounting <clears> has to be like it, it's got to be on point. But yeah. I I say let the breweries grow. Yeah. Let them grow. Let them grow into Let their own. Let them babies grow. Exactly. Ugh. Let the breweries breathe, man. <laughs> so I like to let my puppies breathe. <laughs> breweries, babe. Breweries. I know. I know what you're. Breathe. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can let them. Wait, you can let them breathe during this podcast. I'm continue. just saying, if you want to, you can let right? them breathe during this podcast. Time? So they are breathing. It's like a show. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your shit. Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there listening to our podcast does. Yeah. But anyway, so we are with you, North Carolina. We are with every uh, small and even major craft beer yeah. brewery out there that's just trying to get out there and put good beer on the market. Yeah. Do your well, thing. You know, when it all comes down to it, it's just about enjoying the craft beer, enjoying the time and skills all of these brewmasters put into their beer. So that's really what it comes down to at the end of the... But again, we live in a capitalistic society. So we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Nope, we're not. We're actually going to crack open a beer. <laughs> we are. And I need my I need my bottle opener. Which one, darling, are you going um, to... So this one is actually from Sweetwater. 
Love it. Love their beer. And this is called Going Coastal. It's an IPA with pineapple. Now, everybody out there knows that I have brewed a pineapple IPA. I have brewed a jalapeno pineapple IPA, which, hey, for all intents and purposes, came out good taste-wise. Just yeah, uh, lacked a, good a little bit. experience for sure. <laughs> Jeez. I love how you said that. It's a learning experience. <laughs> I think everything in life is a learning experience. I think every beer I've brewed to this point is a learning experience. But um, this beer looks pretty good. I wanted to make sure that it was good. And so without further ado... I love this bottle. I can smell the pineapple. So that's a good plus. Mm -hmm. Hmm. (laughs) That's terrible. Not the beer, Ryan. Your expression was terrible. Well, I feel like... No, because I have brewed a pineapple. No, this is nothing against Sweetwater, but... I feel I'm not like, gonna lie though, I get the I get the pineapple in the after. Yeah. That's where I get it. But see, I'm now I'm comparing it to my pineapple, and I'm not envious by any means because I think they did a great job. I I actually feel like I'm eating more of like the outside core of a pineapple okay. than I am actually so, eating pineapple. So do you remember whenever you told Dad <clears throat> that you were gonna brew a pineapple beer? Yeah. What was one of his first things that came out of his mouth? He do you loves remember? pineapple. Right, but what was one of the first things he said? Funky Buddha? No, was. <laughs> I want to know whenever I'm t- whenever I'm tasting or buying a pineapple beer. Right. I want that pineapple. And I think it's so hard because sometimes I think it just falls short. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm getting, I'm getting again. I'm getting pineapple in the after. I'm really not getting it <clears throat> in the you know initial sips and you know. Well, it is six point one percent, so that could be. <laughs> well, so. I'm getting it's pineapple. A strange, it's, just like a, it's just a strange, you know, like a... Yeah. Oh, I'm totally getting pineapple. Not, not the beer is strange. But what I'm getting the is the outs. I'm getting like shavings of pineapple. I'm getting like the core of the pineapple. I'm not I getting... that. Yeah, but well, maybe that's where the freshness is at. And don't get me wrong. They've done a great job with this beer. I think, you know, and even uh, Beer Advocate shows this at four, uh, like a four out of five stars. No, it's just, totally I yummy. was expecting more... More pineapple? Again, I guess I think that's where I'm getting at. It's like whenever I expect pineapple, I really want pineapple. If I'm asking for a coconut-inspired beer or whatever, I want coconut. Well, now if we I'm know getting watermelon... That. The last note does the coconut. Oh, the last note is bomb. But like, you know what I mean? Like, so like, I think... I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a good beer. It's a win me. for me. It, it is a total it's, win. But having brewed one, I'm like thinking about my beer. I'm like, well, it was a little thicker. But... You know what? Maybe we should cook with this beer and put it over some ham. Yeah. In the oven. I think it's such a great idea. You know what else is a great idea? What? Beer with food. But no. Brewing. <laughs> brewing. <laughs> or actually making cooking with food the with beer. beer. Yeah. And you know, so this brings us to another little segment here, a little segue. Uh, Donnie calls himself the Segway King, but I like to think that I learned quite a bit after him. I'm sure you have. I mean, just a little bit, a little bit of that, a little bit. Uh, This is from craftbeer.com, and uh, they listed a bunch of different recipes, and so uh, of what to what to cook with your beer. And this is called the Pine Drops IPA Chicken. Sounds really freaking fantastic. It does. This chicken recipe is uh, from the uh, Duchette's Brewery, and it calls for their Pine Drops IPA, which imparts citrus and pine notes from the Chinook and the Equinox hops. Their ingredients for getting this whole thing together is a half gallon of water, one cup of salt, half cup of sugar, a quarter cup of brown sugar, 
one sprig of rosemary. Who uses one sprig of rosemary? I'm going to use two, I think. We'll just kick it up a notch, make it a little fresher. A quarter cup of parsley. You know what? Get rid of that parsley and throw the rosemary in there. No. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Change the whole entire <laughs> taste of the dish, babe. <clears throat> I mean, Parsley this is, and rosemary. This is the part of cooking, Our man. Have some things, fun. Though. Have some fun. But you know what I was thinking, though, is especially if you're using local beers, we could like find, or ones that's more, <clears throat> you know, hands-on. Mm-hmm. I think the Bell's Too Hearted would probably be a really oh. good, a really good substitute, if you ask me. That might be a good substitute. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I say after that, just get rid of all the rosemary and the parsley and just throw in some actual Equinox and some actual Chinooks. Hey, I mean, hey. <laughs> if you buy the pellets, it's one ounce, it's three bucks or something Add like that. three dashes of... <laughs> just, just shave it down a little bit. <laughs> now grade your Chinook. <laughs> little sage. Wow. A little sage Chinook. That's funny. <laughs> a little dry rub with the Chinook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one is a shrimp skewers with spicy IPA vinaigrette. So this one's actually... The vinaigrette goes over top of the... Shrimp. That sounds delicious. And this recipe for shrimp with spicy IPA vinaigrette comes from Ale's Kitchen by Jeremiah Ramey and is the perfect summertime grilled dish. I know summer's on its tail end now. We got, well, here in Florida, we probably have about six more months of summer. Endless summer. Endless summer. It's like crazy. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It rains on schedule every day. I texted you today. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to throw the football, but I'm pretty sure it's going to rain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? But it right rained. when I got home, we had to clean the car out a little bit, and then it rained. And I was yeah. like, I come back inside after five minutes, and she's like, you're done? I'm like, it's raining. Of course. <laughs> of course. So this one calls for two pounds. I say three pounds of shrimp. Why not? Why, why stop at two? Go straight to three. Eight cloves of garlic. <laughs> Gotta have more garlic. Um, we're going to do a tablespoon of agave nectar, which actually at this point, I think we should substitute the agave nectar for some actual tequila. Just make sure it's got the agave in it. Yeah, but agave nectar is sweet and tequila, as we know, is not. If you're going to brew with beer, you might as well brew with tequila. Well, fine. That's, That's what I say. Uh, one tablespoon fresh coriander, two to three tablespoons of thyme, and uh, lightly chop that thyme. Make sure you don't heavily chop that thyme. Lightly chop it. Uh, two habaneros. I say none. I say at least one. You can have your own on your own plate. <laughs> A quarter cup of white vinegar, one half cup IPA. I say throw the whole, whole cup in. Sure. Why not? Have some fun. Make it a little, you know, throw a little extra in here and there. A pinch of ancho chili pepper, some canola oil, some kosher kosher salt and pepper, and you're good to go. That's what's in me. And what's the last recipe you have for us? So the last recipe that we have for you, no food brewed with beer list would be complete without an IPA beer cheese soup. Yum. In my opinion. Amen. I'm just saying. So this IPA beer cheese soup is made with DC Brows, the Corruption IPA, which is not for the faint of hop. Oh, again, <laughs> Just the hops. So, uh, I'm not going to claim that one for my own, though. This one goes to craftbeer.com's writer. <laughs> Although, Good job, craftbeer.com. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, and then you can try adding different toppings. Spicy popcorn, maybe? I love popcorn. I love spicy <laughs> popcorn. Wait, no, you, you love, love spicy. I love everything I was spicy waiting for you. and popcorn. No, I was waiting for you to say I, I love, love spicy, spicy popcorn. and spicy popcorn. <laughs> I love it all. Trying popcorn. to read minds and saying what the mind is saying at the same time is not a good yeah. idea, folks. Um, add some bacon bits and so on and so forth. This one's a great recipe. I'm not going to mess with it. Four tablespoons of butter, 
large carrot, two to three celery stalks. This one's a healthy dish, by the way. A medium large onion, four cloves garlic, half cup flour, two bay leaves, three cups of broth, one 12 ounce IPA from DC Browse, a cup of milk, a table of Worcestershire sauce, and what's your mouth open for? How much butter? Four tablespoons. How is that healthy? Because it's That's beer cheese. That's a whole cheese. effing stick of butter. Is that the whole stick? Or half a stick? Stick. Are you sure? No. I think it's half a stick. I think it's eight It might be half a stick. It's half a stick. But half a stick of butter, just saying. I mean, you can sutter it for its, substitute it for its like butter. I love butter. No. If you're going to use butter, you're using all the butter. By the way, folks, don't do shots before you do a podcast. (laughs) I would love to say that I'm freaking toasted from those shots. No, I'm not. Just saying. It's a healthy dish, but it's got butter. Mm, It's got a lot of butter. I don't know. It's got a lot of butter. Better butter. Uh, a A tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, a tablespoon of mustard, and four cups of cheese, sharp cheddar, I'd rather provolone, but just for the topping. You know, you want to get that thick topping of provolone cheese right on top. But use whatever cheese. Gouda would be fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So, again, these can be found at craftbeer.com. The recipes, there's a bunch of recipes on there. But what we really want to know, because we want to make this, and I'm leaning towards the beer cheese soup, to be honest with you. I really am. I'm leaning towards those chicken thighs, honey bunny, just saying. Can we make both? No. No. But. But. (laughs) (laughs) What we do want to know is from you guys, if you could hit us up either via Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that, uh, Facebook even, through the Brewmasters Club, tell us what, if you go to craftbeer.com, find their recipes for all these different styles, and tell us what you want Ashley and I to make, because I think that'd be a really neat experiment, and, uh, you know, we'll go see what happens, go from there, so... We're going to finish these uh, going coastals because we still haven't finished. You know what? Is it after, you, after it gets a little bit warmer, they taste pretty delicious. Yeah, that pineapple really cuts down on the hops, though. <clears throat> I won't lie. Well, I think you learned that from last time you brewed one. Well, that is true. Brewing with the pineapple really cut down on the hops. But that beer that we had for our anniversary beer when we were at the beach, yes. that was put in post during fermentation. So what we're going to do now is move along to our final beer, and we are also going to move on to this last article, which I think is probably one of my favorite articles because it's a local magazine that produces a bunch of articles every month, puts in a bunch of coupons, but this article is really cool because it features one of my favorite breweries, and that brewery is the Wild Rover. So I have a question. Go for it. Did you check the mail like this evening or yesterday and find us in our mailer? I believe so. Awesome. That's great. That's really, really cool because I know you're one to go through the mail and make sure you know what's what's good and what's junk. And I personally love reading these articles. I love reading these magazines because I think you know they really market to what's in our area. And Absolutely. And it's really mm-hmm. like... Focuses on local stories. It's really nice to see the Wild Rover... On the front page of this of this local magazine, so especially because I've talked to Derek a couple of times, I've talked to his son Ricky, and I think it's a really neat way to feature 
um, to, to feature not only local businesses, but the fact that this is a local craft beer brewery. And they've they started off real small. They were in a little subdivision over in Fox's Corner. And then they've now grown. And they've been at their uh, newest location for almost a year now, which August 19th, they're going to be having a celebration. That soon. That soon. Really soon. August 19th. So... Was it next Friday? Something yeah. like that? Next Saturday even? Next Saturday because okay. I have Mother's <clears throat> Night Out on Friday. Oh, that's right. For my cycling studio. That's right. Yes, you that's do. That's why I know it's the 18th. That's so right. So it's the, the 19th, after. we should... <clears throat> we'll figure something out. For sure. But we definitely should go out there because when you walk into this place, see, the, the article is fantastic. They do a great job interviewing Derek and uh, tell, you know having him tell a story like how he was uh, actually in charge of running a brewery in England where he actually met his wife, Linda. Later, of course, they had Ricky. Ricky is the master brewer, and um, he graduated from Stetson University, and afterwards he found his love for brewing but was tired of doing the desk job thing. So, But when you walk into this place, it's it's like walking into – I mean, it's an English pub. Yeah, it's beautiful. They've got these big high-back chairs when you sit yep. there at the booth. And we're talking like, as Ryan said, high back. Like you feel like a queen or king. Yeah. Sitting on like a throne-ish with like great seats. There is literally a sound wall barrier between you. It really is. And, and the next people. I and love if you're it. into walls, this is perfect because it's going to block well, and all sound. If you're also into wood, like it just oh. smells fresh. Like it's yeah. just like there. I mean, it smells like I would imagine like a bre- a, a pub. In England would smell like, like a nice... Well, and that's the thing. So I've been to England. My my family's from England, as uh, as you know, actually. I do know, darling. My mom was born in England. My grandfather was in the RAF. My grandmother, uh, and which who I will talk up, was a polio survivor. My grandmother, her father worked for uh, the hospital my grandfather stayed at. My grandmother would go and talk or see my grandfather every day while he recovered from polio. So I grew up with the English culture. Grandmother cooked traditional English foods, Yorkshire puddings, which, by the way, on Sundays, yes. this Wild Rover Brewery... Can I just say their food? <clears throat> like, I mean, I personally am a huge fan. Their shepherd's pie is bomb. Amazing. Oh, uh, like I'm used to, you know, American shepherd's pie, but English shepherd's pie, they just have just a few ingredients that are different, but my goodness gracious, it is... So delectable. I mean, worth worth every calorie when you're a fitness like I am. It's worth every every bite. Every little morsel. Uh, yeah. I'll even scrape off the dried, you know, the the baked cheese on that bowl. But let's not forget the number one most important thing. See, this is not only an English brewery because they do some English style beers, but. And their food is also English-based. Yes. But you cannot be an English pub and call yourself an English pub without the number one thing that all English people go for. The Yorkshire pudding. Well, well I was actually thinking oh. <laughs> fish and chips. Oh, no. babe! I failed you! <laughs> I totally threw a softball up there for you. Wow, your wife didn't catch the softball. Wow, well, no. you get a hardball later. I mean... Uh, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> the fish and chips, man. They have the best fish and chips. I swear to you, you'll go in there. You can get the larger size fish. You got the chips, the everything. I mean, the steak fries are just freaking phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. They give you plenty of lemon and lots of malt vinegar to make that dish come out right. 
And I, I kid you not, go in there. But that's just their food. That's just food. And that's just people. their food. The, just food. The beers that Ricky yes. brews for this brewery. So a lot of their beers have uh, a hom or pay a homage to the sixties and seventies music. Their cask beers are are also uh, well. One of the cask beers I should say is uh, the Let It Be ESB, which is an English bitter. The John Barley Wine Must Die, an English barley wine. And while on tap, the Locomotive Breath, which is their Irish Red, is one of their favorite yeah, beers. Yeah, the Red's bomb. Fantastic. They also have a Stairway to Heffen, which is a dry hop wheat ale. And uh, Hello Lexi Lou American Stout, with many others available. I will also say, and hopefully that's not the right name, because I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not sure. Uh, they brew the White Stout. And yeah. that is probably one of my favorite beers that this brewery brews. Um, again, the Wild Rover, West Chase, Florida. They're on the map. They're literally two to three miles north on racetrack from Tampa Bay Brewing Company's newest location. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But they're kind of tucked Straight away. down racetrack. Little really industrial right park. Yep. But you walk in, you feel like you're at the White Horse in England. It's like you're going to a whole other Home of the country. Home of the country. Like, it's like you're in England. <clears throat> it's great. The people, the atmosphere, the food, yeah. the the actual, you know, architecture of the building. It's just a nice, it's a nice break from the regular humdrum hustle bustle that we have here. You're not kidding. It's really nice. You're not so. kidding. So I think we should really make plans to go see and Derek I think, and Ricky. Yeah, we should make plans. <clears throat> and I think our listeners should also make plans to go check them out too. Neat little tidbit too. Derek is so passionate about about everything. Um, I've talked to him a number of times and, uh, you know, he's shared openly with some stuff, which, you know, maybe he'll be willing or wanting to do a podcast at some point, but they have, we were talking earlier about how North Carolina, uh, yes. had people paying the, or the distribution companies paying for, you know, this, that, and the other wild Rover, uh, has their own distribution company that they have formed outside of the entity of wild Rover. So they have someone distributing, uh, their own beers through their own distribution company. I think that might be a nice little segue to a future segment yep. for craft beer brewers. Agreed. They have done it. They are doing it. They're currently being sold inside ABC Liquors. Uh, you can go to ABC Liquor. You can get a growler fill up and everything like that. So they're yeah. doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're not a big fella, you know, and, and, and uh, Derek will tell you everything. Uh, you know, it's just a really neat thing. So anyway... Go to Wild Rover, West Chase, and before we sign off on this podcast, we have one last beer, and it is the 2017 Oktoberfest beer. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, wait, we one more beer? beer? I'm like, no, 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 I'm drinking it. I was, yeah, like, I know. I was like, what beer is this? It's, it's, and my thought was, it's delicious. It's fantastic. It's absolutely wonderful. This, of course, comes from our unofficial sponsor. And you know what I love best about this bottle, babe? Tell me one thing I love best about this bottle. Black and yellow, black, black and yellow, yellow, black and yellow. yellow. It is football season, baby. All right. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Go Almost Steelers. that time. Sorry to pitch the NFL for you. I know Dane's probably listening. If he made it to the end here. No, you're like super excited. I don't think anybody really understands. We have less than three preseason. You know, three no, weeks. preseason kickoff is Friday night at 
at 7. Okay, so, so it's Friday at 7. It's going to be fantastic. But anyway, this Sierra Nevada, this year, uh, it's fantastic. It's delicious. Such a great beer, the Oktoberfest. Which is funny because for me, for like an Oktoberfest, if that's even a style of beer, I don't know if it is or not, but like for, <laughs> October for, an, October, for an October beer, this is... You can either go full pumpkin or you can come in straight with the spices. Oh, this is totally spices to me. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I it's love wonderful. everything about it, mm. and I'm wondering what I'm. Well, that's yeah, a good thing because just, I've got another one in the fridge. It's super malty. See, I'm a smart I, really guy. I bought it. two of them. Wow. And uh, what I really love most, besides the, the black and yellow and everything, besides else, the color of Steve's. besides the color, is I did look on this one, and this one was bottled seven six. So this one's only literally thirty days in the bottle. So literally wow. transported or transported down here to Tampa. Transported. I. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Did you just give me the ginger deer? I did. Oh, I got the ginger deer. Sorry, y'all. But with that, I think we're gonna finish these beers and finish this podcast with saying you can reach me at Broodboy eight one three. Tell me what you want me to brew next. Which I'll give a little secret out there. I am currently fermenting a jalapeno smoked porter, so that's gonna be lovely. And uh, but let us know. Tweet me and, and tweet or uh, you're not on Twitter, are you? If, no, but I am on Instagram at <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Margit. That's A S H L E Y M A R G I T on the Instagram. So and let us know what food you want us to cook from yeah, the list at please. again um, craftbeer.com. Go there, find the article, and find out which which uh, other recipe that we didn't brew. But if you want to see us brew one, or excuse me, cook, I keep saying brew. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I know. What were you talking about? Kind of same thing. Yeah, brewing Ish. food, brewing beer, whatever. But anyway, you guys have a great day at work if you're listening to this on the way to work, and uh, or just a great day in general. Yeah, right. have a great night, and enjoy your evening. Happy Thank brewing. you so much. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club. Grab a beer with the guys, and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers!